Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Hey guys, uh, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh, today, I promise we are going to land the plane and talking with Carl number four. Uh, this one's going to be just kind of kind of a quick one. Uh, I certainly hope you have caught part one, two, and three. There's been some amazing uh, life stories through there. We ended last time with uh, the transition from uh, the, the Christian Businessmen Committee into Legacy Leadership Forums and uh, bringing Kirk Coster into uh, your ministry and how that thing is continuing to thrive and to grow and, uh, and to do things beyond what you thought it would do. Uh, let's, let's remind us again, because it's always good to remember, right? Let's remind everybody who you are. You're a poor kid <laughs> from a crippled father who has no education, you graduated from high school, but because you didn't like high school, you probably don't have much of a high school education. But God has done something so extraordinary with your, what is it, obedience, love, faithfulness? I mean, what, Carl, I guess here, here's a question, and I'm going to stop sugarcoating it. What has made all the difference? What has made you so special? See, I, I don't see it that way. Uh I came to the Lord, and that did spin me around. That was that was life changing for me. Uh, I was fortunate to have a a partner who was a godly man, and there was no question about integrity. There was no under the table stuff. There just was none of that. We were always up and above board, and. And that was very natural for me because I saw my dad was a very straightforward, honest businessman. Uh, so there was nothing unusual about that for me. Uh, to go where I've been, 
I look at my life and I say, God did this. I mean, if you were a college professor, if you were going to teach me business, Christian business, whatever, if, if, if you were my mentor, uh, which you certainly have been for, for seasons of my life, if you could sit down with me and say, here's the how-to's. I'll give you four words. Go ahead. And I don't know where I picked these up, but I picked this up along the way. There's a sequence of, a, of uh, uh, things that are important to you. The number one is in business, contrary to what so many businesses operate under, people are more important than profit. People over profit. Then product, you got to be, you got to, you got to take care of people, your customer and your help. You then have to bring a product at a fair price to the masses, and then you will experience automatically, I believe, profit. If you chase profit, you're going to step on people, you're going to cut corners on product, but if you put people first product second, then profit, profit is a byproduct. Will come. And I can tell you that it worked for me for all those years, and it worked for Roger. Does God bless obedience? <laughs> By all means. Yes. Full of, look at Scripture. It's full of it. Those that answered to God's call thrived. Part of... Um, Interesting, this this last talking with Carl number three is, is going to get more, much more personal for me, and, and, and in a couple of ways. Uh, you were good friends with my mom and dad. Yes. Uh, you were at my wedding. Um, I remember going to your house after church as a kid. Uh, you knew Granny. Yes, I did. What a sweetheart. And I found out recently uh within a couple of years and maybe it was was right after granny died you know she she died um so my my mom died five months later my dad died three or four months later granny died so that whole generation is gone let, let me remind you of something please it just come into my mind yeah. my mother discipled your grandma yeah, i was going to say that that that, that, you, that your mom mentored granny yes she she took granny under her wing and prayed with her and taught her. How did that happen? I mean, did, were you around much then? Did, did you know Alberta Go? And did you know that your mom had, had mentored my grandma? We didn't go to the same church. Totally different backgrounds. Yeah, buddy. I have no idea, other than my mother was involved in a a ladies' group of some sort, which is way back when. But they ended up together, yes. And I have... Her name was a common name mentioned in our home. Um, Alberta. Alberta. <laughs> Alberta. Uh, so, um, one of your curriculums, or one of the things that you go through in CBMC, which is now Legacy Leadership Forums, is the, 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 the Leadership Bible. Yes. Who's who's the writers of those? The authors, Sid Sid Boa, Kid Buzzle, uh, Ken Buzzle. Who's, who's the Ken guys? Boa? Ken Boa and Sid Buzzle. Uh, 
I have I have stopped by your office a number of times un, unannounced, and I see you sitting in your reading chair, which is not your desk, but you'll sit in a reading chair in your office going through that. How many times have you been through that Bible, that, that Bible study? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I've read my Bible through, I think, I'm on it right now, I think for the fifth time. That, that, that leadership Bible is also part of your leadership. It's what you, what you take men through. 52 weeks of Christian leadership yeah. skills that has so impacted my life. I remember getting that 2009, 2010, going through that with you every week. 52 weeks a couple of times I think Kurt now uses it he continues that yep. that legacy right yep interesting thing I'm doing that now with my son really so Jaden and I are going through I think we're on week 12 of the leadership Bible wow it is still so life-changing scripture is I don't think you have ever met my son are you aware of how many people's lives you have changed and affected by obedience? People that you've never met. I say yes and I say no. I say yes because I know that if you affect a businessman, you affect every employee that he has. If you affect every employee that he has, you affected every family of that man because a businessman a business owner's name is mentioned in the house more than any other name there's no doubt about it every employee talks about his boss and i used to impress that upon the men look you're you're a household word in your employees homes either that's either they're saying something good about you good. or not or bad. the marriages that you have impacted uh because of your leadership to these businessmen? I, I can't begin to understand how, the, how all that works. I, I just did what I did. Um, I was blunt with the guys. Yep. You were I, honest. I, I was honest, and I called it the way I saw it, but I never deliberately, I never kept score. Never kept score. It's amazing to me uh, now as a 47-year-old man, as an 80-year-old man, of course, I knew you my whole life. I grew, you, I grew up knowing you as one of the pillars of my church. You've changed an awful lot. I've changed? You're no longer a pillar of the church. No. You took yourself off the pedestal. And I think in so doing, you've become a much more important person to me. I don't, I don't know why that would be. Um, I, th I think you were, and you and a lot of the guys back then, were something to look up to and maybe believed your own hype. Well, I believed what I was preaching. <laughs> and then when you stopped and you became a real person, is when I think the I think the scales fell off of my eyes, and I appreciated you so much more. Yeah, I can. 
Thank you. How many people have come back into your life and told you the same thing? That you have been a major part of their life? When I retired, there was a retirement party. Um, it blew me away. Yeah. Were you there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, I just did what I did. Yeah, you weren't thinking. When, when, when the I day, never kept score. When the days came, you weren't thinking about how great this was going to be, about how someday you're going to retire and thousands of people are going to come out of the woodwork of, of, of your past thanking you, right? You, you never thought through that. Never, never, it never entered my mind. When I retired, I got out of the way for uh, Kurt yeah. so he could yeah, continue this. to blossom. And I have not regretted that in any way, shape, or form because he is who he is today. <laughs> because I got out of the way That's and he could take over. It's an incredible story. And uh, uh, I lasted till I was 77. I retired at 77. Not because I was tired and I needed a rest. That was not it at all. I needed to get out of the way for him to blossom. Along the years, you've had some medical issues. Yeah. You've been laid down a couple times, right? <laughs> Big time. Tell me about. Tell me about the last one. I think the last one was my eyes. Uh, what? There was one after that. What was it? You have to remind me. You had, you had an event that you got diagnosed with uh, a life-altering diagnosis. Dementia. Ah. <laughs> Now, now I remember. I have dementia. <laughs> I'm not supposed to remember that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's genius. Yeah, diagnosed with dementia. Life-changing. Life-changing. When that word enters your life, things change. Yeah. Things change. That's why we moved out of our house. Yeah. It, you, like, so legitimately, you don't remember some things. I remember the past is where I have, don't have a, much of a problem. Uh, there's an awful lot in the past to remember. Yeah. But current events are hard for me to pull back up. When Annette says, let's go out to lunch and let's go to XYZ, I have a hard time pulling that up and saying, where is that exactly? Yeah, I have to say that. It's frustrating. Is it uh, sad? No, it's more frustrating. It's more frustrating. <laughs> more frustrating. I don't know if it's sad. It is what it is. I mean, I've always accepted life as the way it came. I never tried to change events or outcomes. It is what it is. I just, it's, a, it's a phrase I've been saying my whole life. It is what it is. Yeah. It's become very uh, cool to say that nowadays. But you've been saying that for 50 years. Yes, I've been saying that for 50 years. Tell me about your marriage today. I think it's hard on Annette. The dementia. I think. Uh, she's learning how to put up with it. Uh, 
I think she's been very kind about it. Is there any secrets to a good marriage, Carl? <laughs> yeah, have a good wife. Yeah. <laughs> Makes the job easier when you like her, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a good marriage. Uh, we fell in love. We got married. I was uh, 21. She was 20 because we were only four, uh, two weeks apart. So we got married in between our two birthdays. Yeah, yeah right. And we did that on purpose because uh, I wanted to be older than her when yeah. I married her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have no regrets. I mean, God gave us three great daughters who married three great, three great guys. What's the secret of being a good dad? Secret of good dad. Be interested. Yeah. Always Care. I was always interested in what they were doing. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to every basketball game. I left work. I left my store early in the afternoon to go watch a basketball game, girls' basketball game. Um, but we did it. We, we, we never missed out. We never. We were dad, mom, to three girls. They felt loved. I knew because of the Institute and Basic Use Conflicts by Bill Gothard, that a father is the key to keeping a girl pure. Yeah. Well, buddy. That's huge. Tell me, uh, tell me the secret of being a good father-in-law. Know when to speak and when to shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, You're not the dad anymore, are you? I take I take interest in what they do. Still do. Tell me the secret of being a good grandpa. I'm not so sure I did such a good job as a good grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have a model at all. Uh, you know, we had the kids, we had the grandkids over often. At this stage of our life, where all our almost all our grandkids are married, you have less less and less impact on them. Yep. Uh, they're making plans. They they yep. found their mate. They're built. They're, they're they're moving into their own houses. They got their own jobs. They got their own life. They got their own kids. So you don't have much of an influence at this point. But you're available. I'm available, and they know who I am, and they and I know who they are. Do you know why I ask you these questions? Because there's lots of guys that I know, and and I and I follow them. Like I want to be them. I want to do that thing. But but there's not one man that I want to do all of what he has done. Either he's a good businessman and a horrible father, or uh, he's a great husband but a, a horrible Christian. There's just there's just there's not one man that I know that everything that he has done. I want to do that. You're the only man that I know. That every aspect of your life, I admire. I admire you as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a father-in-law, as a grandfather, as a businessman, and as a minister of the Word of God to business organizations. I would have to say it was the Institute in Basic Youth Conflicts by Bill Gothard. That was not catechism. It was how to live the Christian life. Yeah. 
It wasn't theology. It was so practical, and I just swallowed it. I couldn't get enough of it because it put legs and arms on my Christian faith. So So let me say, on behalf of myself and countless other millions of people, potentially millions, some of whom you don't even know, a heartfelt thank you. Thank you for your obedience. And thank you for caring. There's this great verse in the Bible, right? And it's it's in the Ten Commandments. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, which is indicative of generational sin. But showing steadfast love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I've I've repeated that often. And that's the legacy you want to leave. That's that's your legacy. Yes. And not just to your wife or your three kids and their families, but to me and to all of the other lives that you have impacted. You know, it's interesting. I never really thought about this before, but the fact that I still have lunch with Larry. Yeah, right. And the impact I believe I've had on him and his wife and his kids. Uh, Kids, kids from 40, 50 years ago. You are still in contact with. Yes. That, and I, I, I marvel at the fact that I got three Sunday school kids that I still yeah, can hang out with. What an honor it's been, Carl, to share life with you, to be mentored by you, to have Sunday school taught by you, um, to, to learn how to run a business as a Christian man, to have you in here today on the show, to share with the world your story, uh, how God has always been there for you his faithfulness. Before I let you go, I do want to do the questions. These are the questions that James Lipton uh, has come up with. Uh, So we're just going to run through these real quick. You don't know that these questions are coming. None of them are inappropriate unless you make them inappropriate. (laughs) So here we go. Carl, what is your favorite word? I don't know that I can answer that. You don't have a favorite word? Jesus. Jesus. It's a good one. What is your least favorite word? Can't pronounce it. I can't, I can't, you can't say, say it. It's a four-letter one and you don't like it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what excites you? At this stage? Yeah. A good meal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a good lunch anywhere, huh? Yeah, a good lunch. Uh what excites me is when I see my grandkids walking with the Lord. Yeah. Generational yep. blessing, yeah. What turns you off? Phony, phonyism. Yeah, fake people. Fake people. What sound or noise do you love? Great music. You love great music. What sound or noise do you hate? I guess it's a word I used often with my kids. Stop your bickering. You don't like bickering. <laughs> what profession, other than what you've already done, would you love to have tried? 
I think the one that that intrigues me even to this day is being a pilot. You want to fly. What profession other than those that you have done do you think you would least like to try? I don't know if there's anything I would least like to try. You know, everything that you do, you're doing to the honor and glory of God. You can pick up garbage for that. It does, that's not a demeaning job. That's That can be done that way. So no. <laughs> you want to get that real quick? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was brought up to believe that everything you do, you do to the honor and glory of God. He's your judge, not your boss. Not the bottom line. And the last question here, Carl, for you is, if God exists and we know that he does, what would you like to hear him say when you finally meet him? Scripture. Well done and good faithful servant. Well done. Well done. And I'm not God, and you don't need to hear it from me, <laughs> but let me tell you, friend and mentor, well done. Thank you. Well done, brother. I love you. I'm so glad you got the chance to come in here and tell the world your story. I'm so excited for you. What an honor to have with us talking with Carl. Guys, uh, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, <clears throat> so you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.